Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you missed out on the one by one demo tape, From Within Records is going to do a second run. So please make sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram to get the latest info on when those will drop. And for everybody wondering about the One Scene Unity vinyl, more info should be coming very shortly. So please stay tuned. On today's episode, we managed to track down Keith Edge, one of the hosts of the Death Talk podcast. He also works over at Death Wish, such an awesome record label. So please support them any way you can. But I had a great time sitting down talking to Keith about everything currently going on in hardcore and the positivity that he continues to spread. I really enjoyed talking to him and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. So please, without further ado, welcome Keith Edge to the show. live thank you for coming to the podcast keith we had a lot of work behind the scenes but i'm glad we got through it this is so awesome thank you dude no problem at all i'm happy to be here okay so just a quick introduction this is uh i you know what we're on twitter uh sometimes the twitter algorithm is weird they'll you know insert people into your feed based off your followers likes or retweets or whatever and you're one of those uh, people that were just constantly in my feed. It, it felt like I was I following you. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to get, you know, tap in, see what this guy's about, you know, check out your profile. And obviously I know you from, uh, the, uh, death talk. And I was like, okay, this guy seems cool. Like, let, let me reach out and, uh, you know, see if he'll come on the podcast. And sure enough, I reached out to you and, uh, you know, so far it seems like, you know, you've been a good guy. So I'm stoked that you're here. Me too, man. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, Twitter seems to like just interject other people into your feed. I don't know. Maybe for, for some good or some not. I don't know. It's kind of, it can be annoying, but we're here. So that's cool. Yeah. And sometimes there's those people, cause I, I'm not a fan of everybody that pops up in my feed. Like sometimes I'll see stuff yeah. and I'm just like, this is so weird. Like I don't enjoy your content. Uh, I guess uh, people related to me enjoy it, but I just don't like you in my feed. So I utilize that mute button like quite Same frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Cause like, I, I don't want to be mean. I'm not going to come out and just start talking crap about people that I don't know. I'm just going to, nah. you know, just kind of just boot them out of uh, my view just so I don't have to see it anymore. Just cause it's just like, Obviously, I, I'm not following them for a reason. If I've seen them uh, pop up so many times, it's just like, yeah, get out of here. I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. So can you just uh, talk about, um, you know, where you're at and how you got into hardcore? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are curious about you. Sure, man. Um, where, where I'm at, um, well, I'm 28. Uh, just got my job back at Deathwish. Uh, how I got into hardcore was just going to local shows um, at my local teen center. It wasn't really hardcore. It was more like metalcore or like mm -hmm. pop punk. And then from there, I just found uh, found hardcore. I mean, that's usually, I guess that's a pretty common route, but that's, that's cool in my book. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like the uh, pop punk crossover is still fading. I, I, I've like thought about that more recent. Like, obviously, I feel like metalcore will always be there, but it, it's just yeah. not as uh, big these days with uh, pop punk coming into hardcore. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Which is strange. I'm, I'm always curious why. Like, um, and honestly, these days, I feel like there's not uh, a whole crop of like pop punk bands that I'm really into, uh, like I was when I was getting into hardcore. Like, I still listen to the same bands that I did before, but I still try to check out newer pop punk bands. But it's just like things just these days aren't really clicking with me with that genre of music. Yeah, it's it's very generational. I remember like a year or two ago, Run for Cover. I think I think Citizen did an acoustic at their at their office, and then they had like a karaoke thing after. And like the older people like did some man overboard songs and the young kids had no idea who they were. And I was like, damn, like there's a, there's a gap here. And like, didn't realize that. Yeah. I feel like the, the last band that's like still going on is uh, there's a band from Canada called Seaway. Are, are you familiar? Oh yeah. I, I like, I like Seaway. I've followed them since the demo. So yeah, cool. I, I, yeah, I think they have a great sound and they do the style justice and they've consistently been putting out, in my opinion, uh, good pop punk. So I, I, uh, yeah, I dig, I dig all their stuff. Yeah. They have a new record coming out. I think, uh, I think next month. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that's like the, the most like current band. Like I, I try to look at this stuff and it's just like, yeah, for me, it's just doesn't really click these days. So I'm just kind of going off in a sure. weird direction. Been on yeah, this, uh, more recently I've gotten into K-pop, which is like the strangest thing. Like I, I can't explain oh, it. Nice. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've been aware of it. I have, I have friends who are into K-pop, but just, uh, just this I think the past couple of weeks I've just been just diving in on YouTube, just kind of doing my research, and it's uh, kind of interesting. It's like a crazy industry. Yeah, there's some catchy stuff out there, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so you mentioned your your death wish. Are, are you still there right now? Like, like physically? I'm physically here, dude. Right now, you, as we speak. You're on the clock. That's wild. Hopefully, uh, they're okay with this. I don't want to get you in any trouble. Dude, I, I do whatever I want, whenever I want. No, 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 but no, it's, it's cool. It's, it's very, um, it's very chill. Just let them know what's going on ahead of time. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I just recently ordered, uh, uh, they put out the merch for that band change. Dude, I shipped your record. Oh dude. You know, I, I was wondering, I was like, I, I wonder if uh, Keith is going to be touching my merch. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Dude. Have you had a chance to check that band out? Yeah, I did. The record, I, I heard it um, a while back. It's it's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. When Good people in that band. When, when I listened to it, I like when I first heard the the first single, I had no idea who was even in the band. I, I was like, oh, some band changed. Like my, my buddies at the time, they were uh, hitting me up. They're like, hey, have you heard the new track? And I was like, no, I haven't even, I didn't even know there was a new band out. Like, let, let me uh, check it out. And then I noticed that my buddy Devin from Idaho, shout out Devin, he yep. is, uh, you know, mutual friends with people in the band. So I reached out to him. I'm like, yo, who's in the band? And he kind of, um, you know, put me on and let, let me know who's in the band. And it was just, dude, like I was into it from the start. And then I, nice, I, I, I tweeted about it and I still, think that that record like front to back is perfect it, it's such a good record yeah I'm, I'm glad it scratches that itch it's a it's a cool record for sure yeah w what bands are you listening to these days dude um let me think honestly like a lot of alternative rock i, I want to shout out new morality zine i'm wearing the hat right now too yeah, yeah man just like just like download this killer um 
of course when you put me when you put me on the spot i can't think of i can't think of a band but um yeah let me, let me just think real quick yeah um, shout out nick numeralizine i definitely like the, the stuff that he's been putting out awesome dude working hard for the scene yeah um yeah damn damn the quality is like fading out um Fuck, man, my internet connection is unstable. Hopefully, we can just ride it out. Yeah. Uh, can you, you hear me? Yeah, you, you sound fine on my end. Okay, am, yeah. Am I breaking up on your end? Oh, okay. Um, I'm, yeah, on my end, yours is yours is lagging a little bit. The, the, the Wi-Fi here isn't, isn't that good, so we'll just, we'll okay. just um, see what happens. But we should be good. Okay. Um, yeah, man, for that. For bands like this band Sprawl from Texas, they broke up, but I've been listening to that. Um, new Military Gun is awesome. Uh, the new Jackal Alive tape, love it. Um, what was I saying? The New Nothing song. Um, this band, um, 200 Stab Wounds, metal band, uh, Megastomp. Uh, Hotline TNT, love that band. Members of Weed. Um, and I, I, sh- I shuffle through so much stuff <laughs> that's like hard to keep track of. Yeah, I feel like I'm always like having like a constant struggle with trying to keep up with the podcasts that I'm subscribed to, wanting to uh, soak up knowledge and try to uh, just have new perspectives on stuff. But then also there's like this whole like, you know, catalog of new music from all different like genres coming out. And I was like, damn it. Like, what am I going to listen to today? And it's just like, I just try to like prioritize things like, you know, new podcasts, new music. And then like the records that I've listened to, like, you know, countless times. And it's just like, uh, it's like this weird yeah. mix. And it, it's always like, I, I kind of like stress myself out. Cause I feel like there's just not enough time. I'm like, damn it. Like I want to listen to everything. And then also throw in like, depending on like what kind of mood I'm in or like what I'm doing, it's just like this, crazy flow it's it's crazy i can't can't really like figure out like what the best like move is because sometimes i'll like listen to a podcast and not you know not every podcast is good and i'm just like damn it did i i just wasted like the last two hours when i could have been like jamming some like sick record oh yeah yeah man I, I've, I've fallen off on my podcast too i gotta get back into it i always listen to listen to them at like 1.5 speed so Yo, go a little faster <laughs> yeah i i haven't got into that because I, I i think uh just their tone would just sound weird to me and i'm like and i get that it's cool because oh, yeah. you can get through it like way faster and you know cover more ground but at the same time i'm just like i i don't want to be in a rush to to get it done because i want to kind of take take my time and just try to understand yeah. and listen and pay attention so I, I think maybe that's why i haven't dove into listening to yeah. podcasts or even watching like you know watching the podcast at like a faster rate gotta get on that galaxy brain stuff man <laughs> dude yeah and then but sometimes like when it's like a really interesting conversation I'll, I'll go back and listen to the same episode like two or three times just to try to pick up oh for sure man just sorry to interject but oh you're fine yeah there's, there's episodes i listen to and i'm like this is so good i need to like listen to this again and like write stuff down because i want to i want to remember it you know yeah and yeah. then yeah and even I'll, I'll tune in. Uh, I'm like a huge Joe Rogan fan, even though a lot of people hate him. Uh, but I, I'm still a huge fan of his podcast. And there's times where I'll tune in and uh, not too familiar with the guests, but then, you know, I'll walk away with like a, you know, new information and things that I'm like, holy shit, like I didn't even realize that I'd be interested in this stuff. So it, yeah. it's always fun to 
tune in. I feel like that's like my biggest thing is like when I listen to a podcast, I just want to enjoy people who I'm a fan of like talk, obviously, but then also it's cool to be able to like, you know, expand and just gain knowledge from just hearing like, you know, people smarter than me speak. For sure, man. I don't, I don't know shit. So I'm always trying to learn new stuff, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm way, way more curious about you. Uh, how did you um, end up at death wish? So I got, actually got an internship there. Um, I think it was 2014 in, in college. Um, I just applied and just, you have to write the email, like a little bit about yourself, just very active in the scene, like made, made a few zines before and just like, luckily I got, I got picked and, um, yeah, interned there and that was awesome. Um, and then like maybe like around a year, year and a half later, I asked, they had a Halloween open house and I asked if, if they were looking for work and if I get hired and got hired, man. So it's pretty wild yeah very thank very very thankful man there's not it's only a couple of people that work here so it's not everyone not everyone gets to work for a label so. yeah especially very, very thankful uh, since you've been there since uh you know started in 2014 that's like you know six years yeah, yeah i started started like 2016 but yeah 2014 whatever whatever works mm-hmm. that's sick because you, you think it, think about that record label, the bands that they've worked with, and the things that they've done for the scene. I, I think they're pretty important, and like the fact that they've been around for so long and still active and putting out so many good bands. That's not like an easy task. Because you, you think about so many bands, labels, just uh, things like you know come and go, like things just start up and yeah. can just fade away so fast. But to be able to stick around and be prominent for so long, it, it's definitely like awesome to see. Yeah, I think we we've said here like a bunch that like a lot of labels are hobbies, which is fine. But this is like our this is like our well being. This is like our paycheck, you know. So we really really try to go all in and do the best. Yeah, for the bands. Yeah, to to be able to turn into a, a real functioning business is, is awesome. I used to work for a, like a merch company when it was like a small team, and to see how things like ran, I, I you know basically saw like everything going on behind the scenes from it being yeah. like a small startup to it just like you know gaining traction it, it's like so insane so to to see you guys be able to to run it and do it well for so long i i think it's like super cool thank you dude appreciate that and we're on video uh so the people listening aren't gonna be able to see this but there's like a ton of records behind you is that just all stuff yeah uh, from dude, welcome welcome to the vault the deathish vault what's behind me um yeah we just save like five or ten of everything okay got some i mean i'm, I'm standing i'm sitting near the front of it so it's like birds in row and blacklisted uh stuff yeah that's awesome the vault so that's not the actual store so that's just stuff that you guys are just saving to release later or keep forever uh we, we put some on the store occasionally but mostly it's not for sale just for us Okay. Like say we need to go back and reference something or whatever. I don't know, a layout or something. We have it on hand. So what's your uh, typical day-to-day like there at Death Wish? Well, it's been it's been very crazy lately just because of COVID. And we, we're actually doing really well. We're selling a lot of stuff, but um, we just don't have all the manpower to like get everything done um, in like an eight-hour day. So usually it comes in check customer service, get that squared out, squared away. Um, 
going to do orders for the day. And that also may include the prints, the G clay prints as well. Um, sometimes we do, we have wholesale stuff and that, that can be a lot of stuff. And sometimes, okay, we have this, we have this record that has to ship out this week, get that ready. Maybe we got some merch in, got to fold, count that. Um, yeah, basically we're just trying to keep up right now with, um, with orders, which is, which is a good problem to have, but yeah, usually, usually busy, man, just all day just going. Oh yeah. And before COVID, uh, as far as you being active in the scene, do you remember what was the last show that you attended before this whole thing popped off? Dude? Yeah, it was, it was Sank Whiskerbug, um, death metal band, mm -hmm. which is really fun, but I uh, did not expect it, did not see it coming that would be the last show, but very thankful for every show I've been to, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think, I remember they came through and the, they did some shows with Gulge, but I, I wasn't able to go. Cause I think I had like work or something. And was, yeah. Cause I think that they did like one or two days in LA and then I think they went up North. I'm, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, that band's insane. Yeah. It was a good show. I, I look at their logo and I'm like, that's, it's just so like, just so off the wall. I was like, that's so wild. Yeah. Do you know who else, or do you remember who else was on that bill? Oh yeah, Squala Grind played, um, which is like a grind band from, I want to say like from Massachusetts. I don't, I don't know where exactly, but yeah, Squala Grind and I forget who else was going to play. Uh, Undeath was supposed to play. I'm bummed they had a drop, but it's all good. I'll catch them another time. Yeah, hopefully. Uh this whole COVID thing, obviously nobody expected it to be this crazy. I, I still think back and just laugh at the fact that, uh, when, because I'm, I'm like a huge Disneyland fan. So I'm out yeah. here in Southern California and I was kind of putting things into perspective. The park was going to projected to close just for two weeks. They're going to close and, uh, reopen up. That was the, the plan, but then it closed for two weeks and they're like, Oh shit, things just got worse. We don't know like what's going on we're going to stay closed for a little bit longer. And then it's just since then, it's just been getting pushed further and further back. Like the last time we heard anything, they had like a date it was July 17th. And then that day came and it was like, Oh shit, sorry. Things like, you know, 4th of July kind of fucked everything up and who knows when we're going to open. And just to think that it was supposed to be temporary and we're like, you know, like, like six months in it's this thing is still going on. It's just so crazy. So hopefully, uh, we can get you know things back to normal and get uh you know defeat corona that's that, that's what i think about it's like i can't wait till we defeat corona so we can you know just resume just open things back up because it's getting pretty dark you know yeah i see i see man um the road is long ahead of us i feel like it's going to be a few years realistically so we'll just have to see yeah, I, I was on Twitter. I, I was waiting for the the PlayStation event to to start, and I was just reading up on like the the, the news for the day. And I, I think it was the director of the CDC said that uh, we should be able to resume normal life, whatever that means, uh, late twenty twenty one. Because by then there should be you know plenty enough vaccines out there, and for yeah. everybody to be safe. And I'm just thinking like that's pretty crazy. Like, can you imagine a whole another year of this? Yeah, just gotta, just gotta lay low, be smart, and keep keep educated. You know. Yeah, but I, and it's not like terrible. Obviously, I 
I could be in like a worse position. Uh, you know, luckily I have good internet stuff to keep myself entertained. Cause I, I always talk about how the biggest change for me was I just, I, I'm just not able to go to Disneyland and I have to wear a yeah. mask. So my day to day isn't the like most different, uh, compared to others. Cause obviously there's been other people who've been affected way more than I have. So when I hear that things are gonna open up like late 2021, it's like, that's just wild to think about. And I'm like, all right, I guess my life isn't too bad. It could be worse, but yeah. But it's, yeah, I'm just thankful to have a, a roof over my head and food, you know, basics. Yeah. But a whole nother year. I, I'm trying to think if, if we have to stay closed for, till 2021, whole another year without live music, no more fests, just, ah, yeah, it's just kind of, that's just the bummer to think about. I, I hope it doesn't take us that long. Hopefully it's sooner than later. Yeah. Music will, will adapt, man. It always has. I mean, we just see bands do live streams and stuff, you know, just coming up with content. I hate to call it content, you know, but it's what it is, you know? Yeah. I feel like a YouTuber when I talk about content. Yeah. Content, 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 more content. It's like, so you, I, I agree, but you need, you need to have it be genuine too. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you participated in any of these live streams? Because there's been a number of bands who've done stuff uh, for free behind a paywall. Have you tapped Yeah, in? yeah. I've I've paid for the, the Modern Color one, and I paid for the Tiger Shot one. And they're both excellent. And I was pumped um, that I got to experience those. I didn't have uh, an issue with, because uh, I uh, watched the Tiger Shot one, and uh, I, I can get why some people would be weird about it being behind a paywall. But the way I, I looked at it was like to pay $10 to be able to see a live set of Tiger's Jaw. Cool. I, I'm more than willing. Think about uh, paying a, a, for a physical ticket. You'd be paying way more than $10. So in my opinion, yeah, it might be like 16 to 18. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe even more. I feel like $10 is a steal. And especially I, I'm a huge fan of hate five, six. So I, I'm always down to support nice, anything nice. down to support anything he's doing. And I just having, um, his name attached to it. I know it's going to be a good product. So yeah, I was more than willing to throw down the, the 10. I, I was even willing to pay more to see yeah. that because I was happy. The, the set list, uh, the sound, the visuals, I, I was wow. just laid up in it bed. Great, dude. Yeah. I, I was just chilling watching it. So I feel like that was cool. Uh, yeah, I, I was able to catch the year of the knife one, which was cool. The code orange oh, yeah. ones. I missed that one. Okay. Oh, yeah, I saw the code orange one. Yeah, yeah. Like the first one and it, then the second one. Yeah, the second one. And then I also watched the One Step Closer one, which that was pretty cool. Very sick. I, I missed that one, but it's all good. Yeah, and I, I get some some bands don't want to do it because it's, you know, it, it is kind of weird to, to do that if you're not used to performing to nobody. Um, but knowing that there's, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of people that are going to tune into it. It is definitely hard to kind of translate, you know, your performance to to make it good and to you know have people want to tune in and watch that. Yeah. But yeah, I see that. But I I saw that uh, you know Hey Five Six just announced he's doing another one in October with the Mezingers, which oh stick yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like I, I'm down for it. Like it, it doesn't have to happen every weekend, but if if that's all we can get right now i'm i'm not mad at it oh yeah i'll, I'll take it man 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else I, I'd want to see a live set from or who would be willing to, to even do it. Because I spend so much time on YouTube watching past live sets anyways. So it's just like, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm down for it. And obviously that's the state of the culture. That's not what I want it to be forever. Obviously I'd much rather go see it in person and be able to participate live and see yeah. my friends and just be in that atmosphere again. But, but yeah, that's, yep. that's not what I want the, the, the normal thing to be going forward. Sure. Who would you want to see do a live set if you had had the Dude, choice? Who, who would I want to see do a live set? Um, Dude, I'd want to see Webbed Wing because Taylor's Taylor was doing some live sets, live acoustic. That was great. Um, I would want to see. I want to see Hum do a live set. That that'd be crazy. Hum would be cool. I don't know, man. I'm I'm down for any anyone to do yeah. a live set. I feel like um. Like a rock band or indie indie band alternative, whatever you want to call it, would would kind of translate better because not you don't always mosh those bands, you know. So yeah, you can just kind of I, vibe I out. Vibe out, you know. Yeah, this past Sunday, uh, uh, Jinx they teamed up. They're um, participating with um, oh, yeah. SOS Booking and One Nine Seven, and they did a live set, which that was pretty cool. Dude, that's sick. I, I missed that one. I I have Twitch on my phone, but I don't really use it. But um, yeah. I'm sure that was that was excellent. Yeah, and they always do. Uh, um, speaking of uh, one nine seven and SOS, they always do a good job of uh, uploading the stuff from Twitch to YouTube, so it's easy to access. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, but but hopefully soon. I, I'm not, like even right now. The I haven't heard anything recently, but there was like some you know secret shows happening. That's not something I'd want to do right now. Nah, I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, un unless and this is uh, you know where it gets weird. Unless like Righteous Jams plays or somebody crazy that I've never seen, I might have to go. I might have to mask up instead of Xing up. I'm gonna throw on my mask. I'm gonna head to the gig. Hopefully, I'll stay safe, uh, COVID free, and I can go home safe. Yeah, damn dude. I don't <laughs> think I don't think Righteous Jams will play anytime soon now. So. In, in a, a for a weird parallel universe where there's where righteous jams is still active and COVID is still a thing. I, I can't, can't, I can't imagine it. So, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe that's too strange. Yeah. Okay. Damn. What's the weather like out there for you guys right now? Because we're like on the cusp of like hoodie weather. Like we're just beat out the heat wave. So I'm glad for that. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, warm weather. I, I prefer it to be cold. Oh, yeah. I hear you. I, I see that. I, pre I prefer like nice weather, you know. Dude, it's um, it's 68 degrees right now. It's really nice out. Dude. I've been um, trying to spend as much time outside every day as possible because like late September is like the best. I feel like that's like the best weather time of, of the year. That's awesome. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. Love it, dude. I'm like dreaming of that weather because I feel like next week it's going to be like high 80s. So, just, oh, yeah. And when you spend most of your time outside, do you have are you like riding a bike or are you just chilling at the park? Um, dude, I've been just going for walks and playing Pokemon Go. Um, I do like to ride my bike, but I just moved, so I haven't I haven't brought it over yet. Mm -hmm. I lo love to skateboard too, but like I have to like <laughs> it's not like a daily routine, so I need to be like, oh yeah, I should I should go skateboard. 
Uh, but yeah, man, just been just been walking and playing Pokemon Go for the most part. Okay, so I'm so curious about Pokemon Go, and for, for me, I, I'm not like the the most hardcore at Pokemon Go. I felt um, spoiled because I used to play it with my friends in Disneyland because it was just so oh, yeah. it was so active. There were so many uh, Pokestops, so many gyms, and it was just so easy. Like whenever a raid was happening, no matter where it was in the park there was always people there it was just it was just so easy guaranteed you'll finish the raid not guaranteed to to catch the legendary Um, yeah but so but outside like you know around town like i never had the urge like i'm not trying to drive to to the beach or any of the other active hot spots just because i was just like that's just not what i was into so since so since disneyland's been closed and even with like the the virtual raids that they um, started doing i I still haven't picked it up so i'm just like so out of the loop yeah that's all right man is it, always get back into it is it pretty active when you're like out and about in your area um dude it's pretty low-key uh, there's one park that i go to that's really nice for pokemon go but i don't really see many people there that often i mean i might be going early in the morning or like later at night so um, but yeah because i've definitely like before COVID, there was it was definitely like pretty wild at this at this park um but it's kind of slowed down a bit which is more than understandable you know yeah my buddy who's like super into it shout out johnny he's the one who like always like er, like pushes me to play like he, he um, sent me some like raid invites the other day but i, I wasn't like looking at my phone when i when oh, he sent yeah. them so I, I totally missed it but i always uh have to um whenever we're talking about pokemon go i'll, I'll pull up my my pokemon and i'll show him that i still have this shiny mewtwo that i caught nice nice yeah and i was just like so i I remember i was just so stoked because i hadn't played in a while and he's like dude there's a mewtwo raid going on like let's go we went and i just got so lucky and i I pulled him and i was able to catch him but he has so he has so many legendaries that like i like would much rather have that i actually like that i just always missed out on people go hard on raids man but like that costs money so i'm kind of just walking and catching you know yeah, same here. Like, I'll I'll take my free raid pass for the day, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, use that. But yeah, for, to convince me to you know spend a couple bucks to maybe catch a legendary, I'm I'm not that into it. Like, I, yeah. I I'm guilty. I I, I play this mobile game called uh, Marvel Strike Force. Like, I've dumped a lot of money into that, which I'm not proud of. But that's just because it's something else, and I, I think it's way more fun. But I'm mm-hmm. not like super into Pokemon Go, but but I get it. It's crazy yeah, game. you do you, you do you man have fun you know yeah are you like so outside of pokemon because i'm always curious um there's like pokemon go has attracted like so many people that aren't even actually into like real pokemon so yeah. like are you a fan of the games did you watch the anime at all yeah yeah i've played like almost all the main series games besides black and white too ever since um gold was the first one i got i i enjoy the games like i'm not like a hardcore gamer or like battle competitively i just kind of play the main story and, and post game stuff um but yeah I, I enjoy i enjoy it you know yeah pokemon yeah the first pokemon i got was uh i think it was silver silver was the first one i got yeah so Sick. yeah yeah it's great man yeah it was, yeah it was fun but like i feel like uh i've always just had this weird relationship with like my Nintendo systems. Like I'll, I'll buy them and I'll have like a fun with like a couple games, but it just never really keeps my attention. Like I always end up getting rid of like all my Nintendo stuff. Oh yeah. Except yeah, I usually have like a few games. So. Yeah. But surprisingly, I, I still have my switch. That's probably like the longest I've ever owned a Nintendo system. 
<laughs> yeah, Switch is cool. Yeah, I mainly bought it because that new Animal Crossing came out, and I was so obsessed with that when it first came out. Oh yeah, I still I still play every day. I've yet to like make my island really nice, but I still every day is you know you know I, keep, it, keep it casual you know yeah i i feel so guilty because i haven't l- logged in and it's probably been two weeks and i'm so scared uh, to yeah. see all the weeds and all, all yeah, the, that, yeah that will get yeah yeah but that's crazy what's the current event going on right now uh it's just a fall fall time and you can get acorns and um stuff like that from the, and pine cones from trees pine cones you can damn. make stuff with those yeah Isn't it, but they're kind of rare pine cones are rare okay damn yeah i'm gonna have to log in today and check it out and just kind of suck it up and deal with the weeds yeah yeah or just leave the weeds man who cares <laughs> leave the, oh my god that might just have like just be so bad yeah. I, I just love showing up uh on like saturday nights when kk sliders there just you know go grab my plaque and hang it up in my bathroom that's like oh, this, nice. that's like this weird thing that, that i was like all right whatever like kk plaque i get i'm just gonna go hang it up in my bathroom so I have like, there you go. yeah, just like going like the top of the wall, going across. I just have like all these random plaques. Yeah, that's sick. I I try to buy everything in the in the shop, but I never really play them. I still got to do that. Yeah, I feel like it was just because uh, I I got the the blueprints to make that like Gundam. Oh yeah, I got that too, but I don't. I'm not anywhere close to having all that. Yeah, that I don't materials. know. Don't know where to get those uh, like the little microchips. But I haven't even like. I've, oh, I think you get them from the bird that's sleeping on the beach. Okay, so annoying. Whatever his name is, man, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like getting those uh, mats and then getting like lucky with getting gold. Yeah, yeah, you got to do all all five rocks every day. Yeah, you know what's funny is because uh, obviously I like, got I hadn't played Animal Crossing uh, so before Switch the last time I played Animal Crossing was well I, I did the the mobile game like the the camp one whatever it was called yep and then before that I didn't play Animal Crossing um the last time was on GameCube so like the very first one so I was just, oh wow yeah so it was kind of like a shock I was like oh this is like all like new stuff so w- one of the first things I did I remember I broke all my rocks. And um, you know they respawn, but it's like one yeah. one rock per day, and they just respawn at random locations. But I didn't know that, so like I broke all my rocks, and it was just such a long process to get them all back. And I felt so yeah. stupid because I was like, I didn't know that like, that they, it was one at a time. I thought they all just came back the next day. Damn, dude. Yeah, I've yet to smash any rocks. So okay, damn. So you said you haven't made your island all crazy yet. Uh, you've done like zero terraforming. Dude, I tried it. It's like hard, man. You gotta watch YouTube tutorials. I don't know. I'm just, I just do my like daily tasks and like that's about it. But like, I work on things here and there, so I just gotta like make it a routine, you know, build it slowly but surely. Yeah, I, I felt like pulling my hair out last time I played because I moved one of my because I have all my residents and like you know in like this one little section of my island. Yeah. And I have them in rows and I try to keep them all, you know, aligned and it costs 50,000 bells to move your residence. And I would, I, I moved them and I, I guess I was just looking at the house. I had like a wrong angle. So I was off by like a couple pixels oh, no. and I was like, this is so annoying. Cause I was like, now I have to spend another 50,000 bells to just move it over yeah. just a tad. And I was like, this is so stupid. Yep. But one thing I never got into was uh, kind of like, you know, the, the, their whole like stock market thing with, the turnips 
give me the turnips, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do that every week. Really? I made, yeah, I made, uh, I think I made 1.8 million bells yesterday. I just, I usually put 1.5 million in and just see what I can get. Now, are you on Twitter looking to see who has the best prices? Are you hitting uh, up your friends? Nah, man. I just, I just check it twice daily. And as soon as it's higher than what I bought for, I just sell it. Oh, so you're like keeping it like super secluded. You're like just, you're keeping it all on your island. You're not really venturing out to. Yeah, it. I have before, but you know, the frenzy of it, it's not, it's not the same as it was when it came out. So just doing my own thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That what I really liked is how you could get like super creative and like, you know, you could um, import your own images and uh, have your own yeah, like paintings yeah. or make your own flags, your own uh, clothing. I, I thought that was like super creative and super awesome. It was like a cool yeah. feature. Yeah, man, it's a cool game. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like, I, I like take a step back and I, I look at animal crossing and uh, it's like one of the best selling or it might be the best selling switch game ever. Uh, but it's just like, it's just so simple and there's not a whole lot of, yeah. I think there's like zero action. Mine is like, you know, the tarantulas and, you know, fishing and stuff, but oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, how do they, how do they do it? It's, it's just so crazy. I, I just, it blows my mind. It's just such a like a addictive game, but there's not a whole lot going on. You're just chilling, living on an island, yeah, planting dude, trees. Chilling, and, dude. Yeah. Island life. Yeah. It's crazy. But like outside of that game on the switch, the only other thing that, I play is and I don't even own the game. I, I play like Smash Brothers with my friends. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's super fun. Yeah, because it's just obviously if you've played any Smash Brothers, like they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Just just depending on which version you're playing, it just has like a, different characters. But it, <laughs> but Smash Ultimate probably my favorite Smash of all time. Yeah, that's sick. And sw the Switch is that the only console that you have? Yeah, I have a Switch. My brother has a PS4 that I use sometimes, but I don't. I don't know, man. I don't really like play that many games. I tried playing Kingdom Hearts three. I didn't beat it, but yeah, I usually just stick to a Switch and do Pokemon or Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. hmm. So w w when you're not working, not playing Pokemon Go, what else are you doing to you know pass the time? Um, listening to music, um, just relaxing. Talking with my live with my brother, just talking with him after work, or texting friends, talking to them. Um, yeah, I mean, just pretty much lay low. And um, I don't know. Have you uh, ventured out at all? Like, uh, is the COVID situation in your area pretty bad? Um, well, I should be keeping better track of it, but when I do go out, I'm like outdoors, like not really people around me that much. So. Um, yeah, if, if a place is like really crowded, I would, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, you know, I'm actually going to the movie theater tomorrow for the first time. I'm kind of curious to see what it's like. Yeah, man, that that'll be interesting. Yeah, because uh, don't know if I would go, but stay safe. That, that well, I, I hope they're they swear yeah. up and down that it's safe. So I'm gonna go check it out. But if I feel like it's not safe, I'll just leave. I'm not gonna just yeah. stay there and uh you know feel uncomfortable and weird but but i'm really curious to, to check it out because i'm not like i haven't been like dying to go to the movies like I, I i used to go to the movies like you know like maybe once or twice a month just depending if there's like movies coming out that i wanted mm -hmm. to see um yeah but i think it's like i think right now it's just like for me it's just like this weird like spectacle like oh the, the movies are back 
And I was kind of like, all yeah, right. I can, see, I can see the allure of that. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, like I'll, I'll go check it out. It's like, it's like the local AMC down the road. Um, and honestly, I've seen like, like, you know, there's stuff online about how they're keeping the theater safe and clean and stuff. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see what it's going to be like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's strange. Cause I feel like the last time I was in a, big crowd me and my buddies went to like this uh and, and like mind you during this whole time i've only seen like the same four friends so it's not like i'm mm-hmm. going out like you know mingling with like a bunch of different people yeah uh, uh so like literally i've seen the same four friends uh we actually went to this local theme park for like this like uh food thing it was like uh we went and just ate a bunch of different like it was like a boysenberry festival type thing oh nice and it was like you know they, they had like uh, certain uh, capacity so it wasn't like full on like you know theme park open to everybody it was like limited tickets uh, you know there was definitely social distancing and uh, they, were, they had like like a crew of people just like constantly cleaning like you know everything yeah. tables chairs like as soon as like a like you know table got up to leave like you know they were wiping stuff down like super crazy so uh, it, it was weird because that was like the first time uh, you know since March and just like uh, maybe like two weekends ago and, and that was like the mm-hmm. first time since march that i had been around like big crowds of people so like yeah I, I remember feeling like a little strange i'm like oh wow this is weird being around so many people because normally it's just like i'm home or i'm at work and that's like the most i'll ever see people uh, yeah because i'm not going out like hanging out like going to parties or the bar because the bars are open here which is weird um i'm not doing any of that um yeah so to be around like a, a big group of people, I was like, this is kind of a strange feeling. But I was like, you know, but also I, I was like, you know, what are, I'm keeping my mask on. Everybody's wearing their mask. People were like following the rules. So that made me like at ease a little bit. But it was still mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's like little anxiety just being around so many people for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's hard to imagine like when sh- shows come back, like being in a crowded room with like no ventilation. It's like, damn, I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable. <laughs> with that again you know yeah i was watching uh, i'm like a huge like uh, i'm like really into food so i have like like, you know some youtubers that i follow that do food stuff around the world and Mm -hmm. i was watching this guy and he was just it just normal in in a restaurant and i remember i was watching and i was tripping out but then uh i didn't realize it was from like 2019 so i was like okay this is before like everything Uh, happened so i was like okay so that's why it seemed so normal because he was filming this video in new york and I was like, okay. I was like, that's why it, it seems normal because that was before like the world changed. And now it's just like, yeah, um, I'm not like scared, but it, it definitely is like a weird vibe these days to, to do something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like when shows, because shows have to come back eventually, like this can't be it. Like that's like, you know, my mindset. It's like, there's no way shows are going to be done forever. It's just, it's, it's just like, you know, just a little break in the action. But I feel mm-hmm. like when things do come back, I feel like hopefully when they actually do come back, it'll be in a way better climate and things won't be so strange and uh, the virus won't be such a big deal. Dude, I, I hope so, man. Like now is a good time to like just reflect on the shows you've been to and the bands you enjoy and like the, their meaning to you. Like Boston was just starting to get a scene like, actually going again and obviously that got came to a screeching halt so i'm hoping that can continue again eventually 
you know what I wanted to ask you? Uh, were you at the the Half Heart show last year, last summer? Yeah, I went to both both of them in Worcester, both days. Dude, what? Tell me what that was like for you, because seeing the videos, like from me being out here in California, obviously I, I saw them at Sound and Fury, which was awesome. But just yeah, just that outdoor like setting just seemed so insane. Just the amount of people that showed up. And obviously oh, yeah. it was for a good cause and obviously have heart is like such a big deal. So it was just insane and cool at the same time to see. But I, I just want to hear what your perspective was like since you were actually there in person. Yeah, man, there was like a very tangible feel of excitement in the air and overall just people being pumped. Um, all the bands that played killed it. I, I would say the night before inside was like more, obviously more personal and like more intimate. Um, just seeing that, you know, you get goosebumps and just like take it, take it all in. It like hits you like a wave. Um, and the outdoor show is just awesome too. I, I cannot believe that stage like survived um, that just set because there's so many people. They said before the set, they're like, yeah, if you come on stage, like, get off quick. Like, <laughs> we don't want this to collapse. It obviously like got pretty hectic. So, but it prevailed, man. So I don't know. I'm super thankful I got to go to both those shows. Yeah. see a lot of friends i hadn't seen in a while catch up you know and had you seen them before they went uh one Dude, way no i got into hardcore like 2011 so i just missed oh you just missed okay i just missed the tail end of that that whole era okay damn that's crazy that's awesome though i'm glad you're able to see them because uh think about they stopped they broke in 2009 and then yeah. to come back 10 years later just that whole new generation of hardcore that hadn't had a chance to experience it live. I, I think that's cool that they were able to give that experience and, uh, you know, come back and share it with everybody across the, the globe is so sick. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, and I hope that it positively, positively impacted as many people as possible and helped them like find strength through like any hardships or like struggles that they have, you know, have hardcore be that that outlet that like positive release and support you know yeah music music is a powerful thing it, it definitely helps like help me out I, I feel like whenever i'm in like a mood where if i like all types of music if i'm sad or if i want to feel inspired there's like you know key records that i'll just like you know boot up you know on spotify or, or apple music or whatever and just just get in a, a vibe and just try to mm-hmm vibe out it's pretty sick yep but you know it's crazy that it's been definitely over a year and obviously sunny is working hard he's constantly doing stuff and i can't wait till he puts those live sets out because i feel like it's gonna be just so fun to be able to relive those moments you know yeah i do that that'll be sick i feel like i don't watch as many live sets as i should kind of because i try to go to every show um, but yeah, dude, having that documented is like, we'll like speak to people for, for years, you know, pretty damn cool. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you the, the amount of times I watched the, the DVD from their last show. So from yeah, going classic, from, dude, yeah, su- such an amazing DVD. And so to, to go from that and then, you know, boom, fast forward 10, 10 years later and to be able to have Sonny document all those shows, it's going to be just so cool to be able to watch that. Yeah, I, I remember for a public speaking class in college, I actually did like a speech, a presentation about Boston Hardcore and Straight Edge, and I used to have heart set. It was the first thing I, the have heart last show was the first thing I showed 
and like I had some people be like, damn, that was really cool at the end. So were there any hardcore kids in your class or were they all just like um, kids who didn't know what it was? No, there, there was one kid that was like a metal, metalcore kid, but um, yeah, mostly just not hardcore people. That's, that's interesting. Like what was your presentation about? Were you just trying to explain? Like, just the, the history. Yeah. Just the history of it and like the meaning behind it and like why people connect with it. It can be violent, but it seems like a positive aggression and like stuff like that. Now, did anybody ask you to take them to a show? Because I feel like that would be pretty <laughs> interesting to bring one of your classmates. No, but I, I would have been more than happy to if, if they did. But yeah, that would have been sick. Yeah, like let me uh, take you to your first hardcore show. It yeah, might get a little intense, but it's all fun. Yeah, I know one of my friends brought some kid. His first show was to have part reunion, so. I mean, I can't think of a better first show to go to. Yeah. Uh, uh, imagine that kid sticks around and then he talks about his first show. And like, oh, yeah, it was a pretty iconic show. That's wild. That's cool uh, to to experience that for your first show. I couldn't even imagine what that was, what that would be like to try to understand and see the, the impact that they had on so many people. Because th think about it, like they're such a big band. I, and this isn't like a knock on any other band currently, but for for them to be able to do that on that stage is amazing and i don't think there's like any other band that could draw that kind of crowd just for like a show you know because what they did 100 man it wasn't like a fest or anything there was no like you know big like crazy draw or anything it was literally like hey have hearts playing a show in this parking yeah. lot and thousands of people came it was insane yeah crazy man I don't remember how many. It was like between five and like nine thousand. So straight yeah. up insanity. Yeah. So that's definitely a, a crazy, like you know, part of hardcore history. And the fact that you know uh, one of the most influential bands uh, was able to do it. It was definitely cool. And I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad. And and you know, bands break up, whatever. They all have their reasons, but for them to come back and to uh you know donate money to a good cause I, I i thought it was like really cool the way that they did their um reunion shows it wasn't just to come back to cash a check i agree man i think they went about it the best in like most humble way that they could but dang that's that's wild good yeah and they're set at santa fury yeah. i remember i was tripping out i was like i can't believe it's 2019 i'm standing here at sound and fury about to watch have heart again it was just yeah, like, yeah it was just such a surreal moment just just thinking about just being in that moment because because they broke up and you know it, it's true if you stick around long enough like you'll see every band kind of get back together at some point whether it be like a big thing or just like a one-off whatever um but i just yeah it was just crazy to, to to be there in that moment and to be able to experience it again definitely dude I remember the the outdoor hard show, dude. I came prepared, like I had like um, like my cycling shirt on, was really like thin and breathable. Mm -hmm. But dude, I had like heat rash at the end of the day, and like I was just standing there. It was just a fucking like punishing Worcester like summer, humid weather, you know, UV ray day. So, wasn't there uh, like supposed to be like a chance of rain as well, right? That day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, dude, actually, yeah, I did. It rained. It thunderstorm poured like about 10 15 minutes after have hard finish crazy yeah, timing that's, that's crazy yeah that's yeah to to think about how close that was and to think that that could have ruined that moment yeah man i don't know i don't know how that 
the outside outside stage would have worked with heavy downpour. So you went to the outdoor stage, you experienced it. What did you do after? Did you just go home and just kind of hang out or? Dude, I actually went to my friend's house, my friend Mark's house that went as well. And we just kind of chilled and relaxed. It was a long day. And then my friend um, drove me to my car. I don't, I don't remember, man. Actually, actually I parked, yeah, I parked at my friend's house. Um, but yeah, man, I just kind of went home and just relaxed, you know, very, yeah. very full day. Yeah, I'd be just be so full. I'd just be like talking. I feel like I, I could, if I was there, I'd be just so stoked on that moment and just be able to talk about it forever. Yeah. That's crazy. I've only been to uh, Boston for shows twice. Oh, nice. What, what shows was it? Uh, they're um, both uh, Edge Day shows. Uh, one was uh, for Stop and Think. Yeah, that was sick. And then the other was, uh, I want to say like 2017 or yeah, 2017, 2018. I, I can't remember what year, but it was like uh, Violence to Fade, Maniac, uh, Blind Justice, Regulate. Uh, oh yeah i think i missed that one but yeah that's yeah. cool you came up twice yeah yeah and it was both uh you know really awesome times so i I'm, i've always been a fan of uh boston hardcore like ever since i first got into hardcore I, I always looked at uh boston as being a special place for hardcore true that man it's it's like a special place you know obviously it's like my my home you know i mean i live in the suburbs but still in the city all the time or used to be before COVID. So, I remember the, the last time I was out there, we got an Airbnb in Cambridge, and yep. and I, I just thought that it was just such such a cool, chill like vibe. I, I remember we we pulled up and there's like neighbors outside, and I was like, you know, saying hi to the neighbors, and they were just like so weirded out because I, I think they knew that where we were staying was like you know like an Airbnb spot. So yeah, they just saw like a bunch uh, of like okay. weird kids that didn't look like they belonged in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but definitely loved it. I, I definitely enjoyed my time out there and uh, being able to go to the show and just see some friends uh, you know, that live there locally. It was like a really good time. Yeah, man. What are your or what are some of your favorite current um, local bands? Dude, shout out Pummel and Vantage Point are killing it. Um, Doug from Vantage Point and Matt from Pummel. I think you've interviewed both of them um, have put on tirelessly for the Boston scene for the past five or more years, booking shows, having no one come out, but still putting on shows, trying to build the scene. And we were just we were just on the cusp of that before COVID. Um, I remember, was, was it the Vantage Point? Yeah, yeah, it was the Vantage Point record release. Um, just all, all our friends' band played. Um, Jinx played South, the South Wayne with Jinx. And I remember there were so many young kids there. And Jinx is like more of like a punk rock band. As soon as they started playing, all these young kids started like push moshing and circle pitting. Dude, every every like older kid had like the biggest smile on their face because like it's like yeah man like I'm 28 like I've, I've had my time like you know anyone can be involved but it's it's a youth movement so to see like see all the young kids just like doing whatever they want like feeling the music having fun like dude it was like it was just such a good feeling to see. Yeah, I feel like that's inspiring to be able to have a place for those kids and you kind of look at them, uh, you know, they're enjoying themselves and it's just like, okay, like these kids could be the future because uh, you're right, like uh, hardcore is like, you know, like a lot of it is based on the youth and 
I've always said that they're a very important aspect of this scene. So I've, I've always been trying to, I, I always try my best to be as welcoming as possible and trying to help, uh, you know, direct them, you know, give them like bands to listen to or uh, just try to put them on as best as possible so that they could continue to keep this going after we're gone. Cause yeah, we're getting up there in age and who knows, like I, I don't plan on leaving, but obviously at some point, like I'm going to die or be too old or whatever. Uh, but, and it's just very important that there's people that come after me to, to continue and keep this thing going. Cause without people like, you know, Matt and Doug, who you mentioned, uh, stuff like that, like wouldn't it be possible. And it could just easily fade out like nothing in hardcore, like these shows, bands, just none of this is guaranteed. And it's only being possible uh, through hard work by people who care and are actually down for hardcore and are willing to make the sacrifices to, to get these things going. So it, it's, it's cool to see. And I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, it, it's cool to hear how stoked you are on, on seeing these young kids uh, being there and having a, a good time. Cause it, like you recognize that those kids are important. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Something I try to like always keep in my head recently is that like, if you're like older and hardcore, like, I don't know, 26, 27, 28, like if you're not like there to be like a positive force and like, be support for like the hardcore punk youth like like what are you doing you know i get people having anxiety and their own problems so i'm not i'm not trying to make like a blanket statement for every single person like there's different ways to contribute but like i i like just i want to be like um just that support and like obviously you know as a saying like no no heroes in hardcore i guess in a way but younger kids are gonna look up to people you know i feel like that's only natural so i i just really want kids to have like you know um just to look up to the, to the right people you know i know that that's important to me yeah no i i definitely uh like that mindset because it, it, it definitely is true because if like a kid shows up and uh, people are gonna just not really be cool or show them the way there's a chance that that kid could just get turned off and not want to come back and you know get sucked into something else when you know maybe hardcore was their true calling yeah man hardcore can be very polarizing like every, not everyone's friendly which is fine like you don't have to be like everyone does their own thing but like um i feel like you can always take a step back and like see like the bands that you've seen like the friends that you've made like the stories that you have are just like worth more than like any amount of money and those experiences are like what life is all about you know yeah i love hardcore so much I, i've made so many friends through hardcore uh, and all over the world which is like so mind-blowing right? to me because uh i I've, I've, I've talked about on here before like when i was a freshman in high school i would i was like going into like a new high school because i like moved to like a different part of town so i didn't like really have any friends when i moved to this other school and I was just trying to find my way and it was, there were some pretty dark times just being like a, you know, 14 year old kid, not having any friends, just feeling like a loser. And then my older sister stumbled a across some bands and she was like, Hey, you should check this out. I think you might be into it. And I was just hooked from there. I started Sick. listening to the music and found some kids, some older kids. Uh, they were like, I think they were, I, I was a freshman. They were, they were seniors and juniors and, they found out that I listened to the same kind of music as them just because they saw me like wearing merch and they just yeah. made it a point to talk to me, which I thought was just so weird because like I, I'll never forget this. I was because 
our we had like an outdoor school uh so oh, interesting yeah so um like there was like the cafeteria where there was like a bunch of you know tables for kids to sit down and eat but then our school was like broken up into like wings and uh each wing kind of had like its own little like quad area like you know grass and like cement blocks to like sit down in and you can even sit in like the the hallways where the actual classrooms were so i would just mm-hmm. hang out in the wings and i remember one day uh, i was just hanging out with uh, these kids from japanese class we were all just like you know nerds like anime and video games and yep. these like older kids uh who are like in like local bands and like way more popular than we were they came like looking for me they're like hey like you need to come hang out with us like we need to start like taking you to shows and stuff and i was like remember i, I remember i was just so nervous and like scared because like why do these like older people actually want to like hang out with me and like my like friends uh, who I was hanging out with at the time, they were like asking me, like, who are those guys? Like, why are they trying to get you to like leave us? And it was like this whole like, weird thing, but, but it was cool. Cause like, I, you know, they were very important. Um, like in my early days, taking me to shows, like showing me music and even doing stuff locally. So I'll like never forget yeah, those, those older awesome. guys. And I still talk to some of them to this day, like still friends in real life on social media. I see them when I, uh, go back home so it's definitely crazy to, to to see all of us grow up and like i i and i honestly i always thank them and i'm not ashamed to to let them know that they were sure. like even if they don't know it that they uh shaped me and uh you know changed my life for the better yeah man like how many people can say that they have friends literally all over the world like i feel like not a lot of people like even freaking rich people i feel like <laughs> i don't know how many meaningful friendships they have but i feel like in hardcore you can have a lot of meaningful friendships and conversations that like, can shape you as a person or influence you um, in a good way and just like i don't know man yeah coolest thing in the world to me you know yeah and we all have this like you know common interest in this like very uh like underground scene and it, it it's so weird that when you look at hardcore and it's like you know technically still underground but when you look at it it's actually like worldwide and seeing it in so many different parts of the world it's so crazy but cool at the same time that we can all just bond over this one type of music and just just understand and get it and when like you know you go to your class and do your presentation and kids are just like what is that that's so like you know foreign to them but to us it's just like no like that is our culture that's what we live and you know breathe for is like you know this like hardcore music and the the, the culture the bands everything it's, it's wild yeah man like i remember another another show before quarantine it was in february it's actually literally like right down the street from death wish at atomic coffee at a coffee shop and like they moved like the tables to the side and like there was like a good amount of area a bunch of kids came out like there was one or two young bands that played i don't remember vantage point played but like yeah, it was similar to that to that um, Vantage Point record release. There's just kids having fun. Like, I remember this kid. I think he sang for one of the bands, but like this young kid, dude, he had like laffy taffy sweatpants on, and he's just doing his thing. Like, he had his own style. I'm like, damn, dude, that's so cool. Like, just do do whatever you want, wear whatever you want. Like, that's like <laughs> the like encompasses hardcore for me. You know, just just be yourself. And like, kids are like diving off the the um. The booths on the side like having so much fun so oh yeah I mean, love to see it for sure there's there's no dress code in hardcore just yeah wear whatever you want just yeah be yourself that- and if you're gonna make fun of someone for what they wear then you're a loser like let people wear, wear what they want and have fun 100 percent. well keith 
I want to thank you for doing the podcast. This has been fun to be able to sit here and talk to you from being this random guy who'd pop up on my Twitter feed to, to being on the podcast. It's been cool to sit here and talk to you and get to know you. Dude, thanks so much. Um, this went, this went really well. And like it flew by for me, man. feels like we've been talking for 20 minutes. So super, super thankful you, you reached out and that we got to connect. I think that's pretty awesome. All right. Well, is there anything you want to shout out or plug before we sign off? Yeah, I, I just want to shout out Vantage Point Pummel C4. Um, be kind to the people in your scene and especially young kids uh, and cultivate an uh, environment that's positive. You know, listen to women, respect trans people, respect non-binary people, respect everyone. Um, because when shows come back, we really, we really need to put our feet down and have the, the world and the, the scenes that we, that we want to see. Um, not less talk and, and more action, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you again, Keith. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast. Always on top.